welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. I'm back. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Been yeah. many weeks now. I mean, you only you only really missed two recordings since I also was out for the one week. But oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome back. Yeah, but you're you're all good now. You're healthy. Well, as healthy as you can be. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm I'm 100 percent. No headaches. No anything. I'm I'm feeling good. Everything. I'm back to 100 percent. Good. Yeah. So, um, just an overview of how my vacation, if you can call it, went. Um, I got a really bad cold from my mom. My sister had a cold. After a 14 hour road trip, I had to bring my dog to an emergency vet at 10 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> he was on antibiotics for two weeks. Um, the air conditioning in the van broke while we were in the middle of basically the center of the United States. It was the hottest recorded day of the year, the 105 degrees while we were there. The air conditioning in the van broke and we had to drive back in that from Duluth, Minnesota. And it was it was rough. It was really, really rough. Um, <laughs> and, basically, and the, it, uh, the Griswolds go to Minnesota. Basically, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, and we were joking because I always tell Michael that he is like the Griswolds, everything he does when he explains to me when something goes wrong. I'm like, you are that family. <laughs> <laughs> but nope, it was me this time. It was it was not a vacation. It was very stressful. Um, near the end, it started to kind of start to relax a little bit. But I well, the day the day I got home, oh, I also lost my Fitbit while while I was trying to get home. And, and that was just the cherry on top. But I finally got back and didn't get to relax because then there was just like catching up on work and getting everything done. So yesterday and and today I'm finally just able to relax and it's yeah, nice it to was, be back. <laughs> I mean, I think anytime you do any of these family vacations, you know, especially when you haven't gotten a chance to see a lot of the people in a long time, it's never going to be yeah. a, a vacation because you got to run around. It's, you know, it's like getting that week off around Christmas to New Year's. It's always visiting family and kind of mm -hmm. going from one place to the next. So it's, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on, you know, and, and that it, it was also a tough couple of weeks too, because of course we had two big announcements f during for the Nintendo podcast. So you missed directs missed and you missed out. Pokemon and you missed all <laughs> kinds of stuff for that. And then we also, in our, in our personalized, we had a bunch of work that was kind of coming to a close and starting up and all of that stuff while you were gone. So it was just, everything kind of hit at once. So even being on the road on vacation, you don't get to be on the road on vacation when you own your own business, you know, how that and then, goes. And then two days after I got back, I had to start teaching, which the entire time I was on on vacation uh the entire time i was away the whole three weeks i was like okay i have to get my syllabus all put together i have to get this all ready so i was still working while i was away i didn't yeah. actually get to take a break i had meetings i had to get in and then that's another thing at my grandparents house where i was trying to do these meetings their internet kept cutting out it's just <laughs> they hadn't had somebody come in and like check their internet in years and it just it, everything had to get replaced and that that was the day before we left they got that fixed so uh, figures <laughs> yeah well, but I'm, I'm happy to be back home um back and figuring out our routine again especially with the dog i have to say this dog is amazing like he yeah. travels like so well so well, well. i couldn't have, at least I couldn't have gotten a, a better easier. dog yeah it, he he really made the trip a lot of fun to be honest nice. yeah 
So well, welcome back, and uh, we got a bunch of news to get you back into the swing of things. Oh so boy! <laughs> I'll kick it off. We all know that we've been having issues with uh, the supply chain for a lot of our consoles. So Nintendo's been experiencing it. Xbox and uh, PlayStation really have been experiencing issues because they can't get the parts they need to get out there to meet the demand. And according to Toshiba, as reported by Bloomberg. This is not going away anytime soon. The director in charge of semiconductors at one of the company's units, whatever that means, uh, (laughs) actually expressed that this could potentially be going on for quite a while and that video game customers are some of the most concerned with the issues. The director said that we consider which customers face the most severe situation, such as the risk of the whole production line halting or the business getting obliterated without the supply of the chips. Game console makers are among the consumers making the strongest demands, and I'm sincerely sorry for their frustration, and none of them have 100% satisfaction. Mm. Nintendo actually gets their internal memory from Toshiba, so... If you are super interested in getting that Switch OLED, you may want to get it now because there may be a limited amount of these moving forward. They said this could last until September of next year, potentially, which we knew this is all kind of a problem. But I will say that Nintendo has sold many, 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 many millions of the Switch hardware. I think that Yes, it would be nice for them to meet demand of people that still want them, but you have a huge, huge base. Focus on games. Give us the software that you can make because that's something I think they could step up on a little bit. I get understand that they want to get hardware Mm -hmm. out there, but you have a ton of hardware out there. Work on new IPs. Come up with some stuff. Come up with more. You have plenty of time to work on these things. At least get them in sort of the development stage so you can make announcements. People will be excited for it. Um, you know, this this is a problem, but I think there's a lot of switches already sold. So don't don't forget about the people that already have them. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it it's funny because as I was putting the show notes together, I was speaking with Becca yesterday, who she's actually redoing her kitchen. And said she said that they ordered all their appliances, but they're not going to get them for about a year. Yeah. Because Bummer. it's they're suffering from the same issue, which is which is wild because I knew that, but I didn't really actually like realize how widespread it is until she said that. So that's pretty crazy. But speaking of IPs, last week you guys talked about the um, the boxing game yeah. Yeah. that i feel like being turned into a tv show maybe that's what nintendo's backup plan is. oh i hope not just make tv shows for every ip they have starting yeah. with the worst ones <laughs> yeah i hope i hope that's not the case because that oh, God. that would not be a very good lineup of tv that i would want to watch speaking of games and and you know servicing the people who already do have switches it seems that there was a rumor going around earlier in the week that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are coming to Switch Online very soon. Uh, the original rumor came from Nate the Hate podcast, and it was actually confirmed later by Nintendo Life sources and sources from Eurogamer. Now, this September, this month, marks the third anniversary of Nintendo Switch Online. It really originally launched in September 2018, and the current library for Nintendo Switch Online includes 80 NES games and 50 SNES games, Um, but those totals do vary between regions. So 
I mean, we've talked about it before, how Switch Online, it's, you know, whatever. We don't really dive into it. But it is nice that they are bringing, like, Game Boy Color games. I'm hoping that includes Pokemon games. Uh, there hasn't been an actual official lineup released yet. So when that is announced, it'll be interesting to see what games they choose. Yeah, sure. I would try. I would say I, I wouldn't play them, but I would try anything they want to offer up. A lot of what is on NES and SNES that we can have access to right now doesn't mm-hmm. really do a lot for me. I mean, I've expressed my issues where we can't even play, you know, we have Metroid Dread coming out. Like, give me the whole option mm-hmm. to play all of the Metroid games before that happens, right? So right. there's a lot of things that they could still come out with for Switch Online that I think would be nice. Uh, but I think I think there's a lot of people that love any any retro games, so they'd be happy to have this. I think Nintendo should have access to their whole library. So the more the better. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of people having access to games, the eShop now is available all across Latin America. The Nintendo eShop now available in Argentina, Colombia, Chile, and Peru. And they can purchase over 750 games right from day one, which is great because when it launched in Brazil in December, they only offered 400 games. Hopefully, they're not getting a bunch of junk, which we do see every every week that comes out. Some of the titles <laughs> yeah. that are available are actually great games like Super Mario 3D World, Metopia. Nah, I wouldn't say that's a great one. Mario Golf Super Rush, The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So they have quite a few to pick from right from the Major get-go. IPs. Yeah. Now, I will say, and I've jumped into the eShop every day almost, uh, run it runs so poorly now. I hope that Nintendo seriously looks back at whatever servers they're using or whatever's going on Something, there that's causing yeah. that thing to function so badly and do an overhaul. Something needs to change. I'm 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 super excited. Everybody's getting access to the eShop, but Nintendo, you need to do something about this eShop. There needs to be a better. You know, it it has changed very, very little since the Switch launched. I think it's time to go in there, give us more better ways of searching for things, give us better ways of sort of prioritizing things. And overall, it needs to, I don't know what you need to use, but something needs to happen so that it is buttery smooth. It thing is clunky. There's times I select something and it just like sits there, sits there and before it registers it. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because this morning, actually, when I was adding in the top 10 and um, before the podcast, we were going in and, and buying a few games here and there, uh, I would like touch the screen to go to a different menu mm-hmm. <clears throat> or sub menu, and it would detect that I touched it, at, that I touched the button or whatever, but nothing would happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they need to go back and kind of do an overhaul of the back end because something there is not working well. I agree. It's It's pretty bad. Yeah, but again, exciting that more people in the world will have access to it. That's always something to celebrate. So this next story is is pretty interesting. <laughs> For those of you who live in the Ashland, Massachusetts area, or those of you willing to travel to the Ashland, Massachusetts area, you may want to brush up on your Smash skills. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, I was really proud of that fun. There is a dentist who is offering free cleanings to customers if they can beat him in a match of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Dr. Shaw or Tej A. Shaw 
uh, from Zen Family Dental in Ashland, Massachusetts, is offering this to customers. And he posted an announcement and the official rules on Reddit of all places. He said it's one challenge per patient. You must challenge Dr. Shaw physically at his practice using his switch, but you can bring any controller you want just as long as it connects to the switch and he doesn't have a GameCube adapter, GameCube controller adapter. Um, you do the stack three battle with six minute time limit, no items, no final smash, final destination style level, and no level damage. If the patient loses, they have to post it on social media. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the funny. Free cleaning does not include the exam or radiograph, so you have to get the radiographs on your own or x-rays on your own before the cleaning. And the challenge must happen during regular business hours. And if you're really interested in doing this, just go ahead and register on their practices website. Again, it's Zen Family Dental. So cool. Interesting, interesting business model, but I like it. (laughs) Yeah, that's smart. Why not? You know, there's going to be people that are want to play. Maybe maybe the doctor here really enjoys some Smash Brothers and he's doesn't get enough time to play it. So why not bring it in and and offer this? I think it's cool. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I like that. And, And the pun was not bad either. I thought it was great. <laughs> I was very I was very proud of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a rumor going around that the next Nintendo Direct is going to happen within two weeks. I think that's cool. And this one's coming from a fairly reliable leaker, Zippo, which that name sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure we've gotten rumors from them before. Mm-hmm. We did see these back that the September Direct was going to happen, which makes sense because Nintendo has ha- held a Direct during the first two weeks in September for the last five years. So there's good signs. I mean, th- if, if you're going to mm-hmm. make a prediction that we're going to get one in September, I would say you're probably it's probably going to happen because it's that's all that's yeah. ever happened. Uh, <laughs> to kind of further support this, Nintendo Studio Monolith announced that it was taking its website offline for maintenance on Tuesday, September 8th, which is leading to speculation that it could be related to some future announcements, which that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, This one will reportedly focus on remaining lineup for this year and give some peaks at early 2022 games, which makes sense because we really haven't, not that I want it because we've seen a bunch of trailers, I'm already sold, but there hasn't been a direct focusing heavily on Metroid Dread, which that it's time for them to really do that because that's what Nintendo mm-hmm. likes to do. I think Nintendo's already given more than enough for Dread. If you're not into Dread yet, you're not going to be into Dread because the last trailer looked amazing. And I think the majority of people that are wanting this game are already sold on it. I'm one of them. The Treehouse presentation did a great job of showing the game. So I don't even think they really need to show anything else at all. Yeah, they don't need any more yeah. information on Dread. Let, like, let there be some surprises. But Nintendo doesn't like to do that. They they like to beat a dead horse. So <laughs> I think uh, I think there is going to be a direct where we're going to get more information. I'm more excited for I, – I think this year's lineup is pretty much set. I don't think we're going to get too many more surprises. I hope I'm wrong. I would like – because because a lot of what's coming out doesn't really do a whole lot for me. But I do think that there's potentially some surprises. Uh, and I'm excited to see what's coming up for 2022. Nintendo does come out with some things once in a while that really sneaks up on you. Kind of like the next story you have. Yeah. Well, before I jump into that, though, I do want to note that one of the biggest rumors going around, again, rumors, is that – um, now, Mo- I think Monolith is a studio working on Bayonetta, so people are hoping that they're going to do a surprise Bayonetta announcement. I, would ho- I hope so. I mean, 
that would be early twenty twenty two. I can see that working, especially based on what we've been hearing about where the game is in development. So I think mm-hmm. it would make sense. But I'm not holding my breath. Like I yeah. said, it's still a rumor. But I think I think a lot of people are really hopeful to hear something or see something I, for that. I hope if they do say something about Bayonetta, it's just that it's coming out. Like, give us a date. No more, you know, things are going well. No more little, like, you got to give something. Do not come back out with just a, oh, it developed well. Like, (laughs) I'm hoping that's why they're going and shutting down the site because they're posting the Bayonetta stuff. But I've I've given up on it. I don't even, I I don't know. It's easier just to not think about it because then you just don't get disappointed over and over again. That's why why I didn't put it in the notes because I was like, I mean, it's still a rumor. I don't want to make anybody too hopeful, but I mean, it's something that a lot of people are thinking of. So Mm -hmm. it's best to best to at least mention it that way. If it does, if it it is included, we'd be like, yeah, we knew it. We totally called it. (laughs) We called that. Nobody else has said this. Uh, Yeah. But more than likely, we'll be like, yeah, we expected that it wasn't going to show up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Nintendo did announce a new game that is going to be coming in December, a big brain Academy brain versus brain. So you will go brain to brain with others in a series of fun, family friendly activities that are sure to test your wits as well as test your reflexes. So this game is going to be for people of all ages and all skill levels that can play against each other in challenges. There is a single player mode. Um, the two player touch, the two player mode can also do touchscreen battles. The thing that I think is really cool is that each player, so if you're playing with your family of four people and you have like a, a very young sibling, each player can select their own difficulty. So everybody can have fun and it's not too difficult for one person or too easy for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, another really interesting thing is the results are saved. So when you do play against people, it's saved in your Switch as ghost data. So you can actually battle them or battle their ghosts later. Uh, of family, friends, or even players around the world on your own time in a quote single player mode, but you are playing like the ghost of another person. I thought that was really interesting um, because they can kind of gauge the level of somebody else. So it'd be kind of cool. Like if, if for example, we were playing a game and you were really good at it and I really just wanted to get better at it and wanted to keep competing against you. I don't have to wait until you're available. I can just play the ghost version of you. Yeah. You can see the last time I played it and challenge Mm -hmm. that basically. Yeah, pretty much. Now that does require switch online. So you'll have to get that if you don't, but, um, it, it seems pretty neat. You could test your memory, analysis, identification skills, and more. Um, the announcement trailer was posted on their website, and it's going to be a Switch exclusive available December 3rd. I, I'm excited for this. I really loved Big Brain Academy. I owned it mm-hmm. on the DS. I played a lot of it. I really enjoyed it. I dug out the game again because I was going to pop it into my 3DS and just see where I left off and kind of like some of the stats. I thought it would be kind of funny to see what I did. But I, I owned both Brain Age, which was is on the Switch, but we never got it here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also owned Big Brain Academy. These are not related. These are two different games. And I always preferred Big Brain Academy over Brain Age. Brain Age, <clears throat> Brain Age is sort of uh, just not that visually stimulating, whereas Big Brain Academy was colorful and kind of playful. And, and I guess you could say it was more childish, but 
I don't know, that appeals to me. There's more, there's more color. There was more like character to it. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what I liked about it. Whereas brain age just felt like I was doing puzzles in a textbook and it just visually was just not stimulating. And it kind of turned me off to the game. And I would say that's mm-hmm. very much in these two more recent versions. It seems like brain age or big brain Academy is very colorful and very vibrant and sort of childish and playful and all of that. Whereas the newer brain age is again, kind of more sterile and a- yeah. adult quote unquote adult. And uh, so I'm excited that we're getting big brain Academy for us here in the States. And I will definitely play this. It's I think a price around 30 bucks, which seems reasonable. It's not a you know $60 game. And this yeah. is something that if if you've never played any of these games, there are stats and there's this whole idea that you're kind of you, you get up every day, you do a bunch of puzzles and then that's it. That's your that's your day. You don't need to have your brain this, workout. <laughs> yeah, you, this isn't going to be something where it's like an RPG and you're going to be playing for hours on end. You know, you're going to get up. I love this sort of challenge mechanic that's in it now, because I think that if anything is going to sort of add to the longevity of playing it, because now you're trying to beat other people that you can see doing really well. I'm excited to see what sort of puzzles. They always had really cool puzzles in the original one. Everything's sort of time-based. So you wanted the quicker you do it, the better. But it was a lot of really heavy visual stuff. So it would give you sort of this silhouette of a of a person doing something and then a whole bunch of geometric shapes underneath it. And you had to recreate that silhouette using those shapes. And if you're not if you don't have a lot of spatial awareness, that could be a puzzle that was not good for you, where maybe you were great at some of the more um like math based ones, which I always did terrible, terrible at math. I hated when certain puzzles <laughs> would pop up because I was like, oh, there goes my whole because it was kind of like it gave you a block, right? And then it would rate yeah. you based on that whole block and tell you how well you did. And when I would get those ones that were sort of math based, it always threw my whole my whole results out of whack. Um, but I, I'm excited. I'm definitely into it. This was a total surprise. Nobody saw this one coming. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for the direct. Like I mentioned that, you know, sometimes Nintendo just does some crazy things and throws things out there, but I am excited for this. They'll probably be mentioning this in the direct. I hope so. I would like to see more. I thought the trailer was good. I'd be surprised if they didn't. And I think this is a good, this was a, this is a great one for families. Um, Sort of that educational fun, sort of pick it up, play for a few rounds and, and then that's it, you know, go on your way. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. Do you remember there was a game that we were playing on our phones? quite a few years ago and it was similar to this where it was brain puzzles but it would basically compare our brain maps to each other so like every day you'd go and you'd have to play these three puzzle games mm-hmm. and it yep. would gauge what your brain was strong at where it was weak how you could improve it and mm-hmm. i could actually look at your brain map and be like oh well, i'm better at you that in this than you are and then you would get frustrated and like try to do those puzzles to get your score higher <laughs> Yeah. And this is very similar this, to that. Yeah. I can see this being kind of like that where it's like you're competing to be smarter than your other friends. <laughs> yeah. And I can't say yeah. for sure if they have sort of the 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 different, uh, I don't know what I would call it, like a brain scan or whatever, whatever they a map, gave it the yeah, title. Like yeah. A line but map or something. I know that the original, the one on the DS that I played, it it did have that. It had sort of like the okay. uh, the little chart and it would show you like, okay, here you're mm-hmm. really good at, you know, analyzing, but you're really weak at, I don't know, math or whatever different brackets or, or different things they had. Yeah. Um, you know, memory is really strong and you're 
Maybe your vocabulary logic is, a little is weak lower, or like... something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. they would have that in the old one. And I would imagine they're going to bring something like that back into this new one. And then, like you said, we can play online and kind of go back and mm-hmm. forth and keep competing against people and each other. But probably, probably they'll have leaderboards all across, I would assume, the world. Which oh, would be I'd fun. be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. But I thinking about how fun it was competing with you on that mobile game, I want to get this and like do that all yeah. over again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I'm I don't know if it actually it. helped my brain, but it was fun. <laughs> it can't hurt. Yeah, exactly. You know, just my bank account. Now, the next story coming up is about Pokemon Unite. They announced their first official tournament. Unfortunately, which I'm a little bummed, not that I would play in it, but I'm a little bummed, is it's in Japan only, at least for now. Uh, I could see this. Going beyond Japan, I would hope anyway, yeah. because I think this there's a lot of potential like kind of there. a test. It feels yeah, like kind it, of a it test. It could be. Yeah, it could also have a bigger base there. You know, I guess mm-hmm. that's probably probably true. That maybe the 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 player base is larger there. Maybe. Um, this is going to be held on September 19th, and the registration is now open for anybody in Japan. Now the 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 trick here is that they're allowing a max of 256 teams to participate, but you do have to live in Japan in order to enter. The tournament starts with single elimination matches up until the final stages. Then the stakes are raised with more matches being played per round to decide the winner. So that's interesting. They don't mm. say yet what is going to be the prizes, but I'm sure probably money i would guess or some sort of yeah, cool I don't pokemon know. merch i don't know i mean there's probably sure. something 256 teams there's probably an entry fee of some kind to get in there and play uh, there's got to be something at stake but i think that's yeah. that's interesting um so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see where this goes i think pokemon unite has a a, a lot of potential for future uh games and tournaments and all that kind of stuff i think there's there's a lot that it can do and have a lot of growth so i'm excited to see where this goes and how well it's perceived and um how well it does but uh yeah i'm excited for this also the mobile version for this game is coming out september 22nd so i think that's going to introduce a whole bunch more of new players to this game which i don't know if that's good or bad because i'm i'm struggling as it is with the people i play with so <laughs> i think it, it will be interesting to see what happens with this maybe it'll be better for the game because then you'll get more people a higher the more people there are the higher chance you have of potentially getting people who understand how to play the game better because i know that's your frustration yeah yeah maybe i think to really excel in it you just have to you kind of have to have just a team you play with i think that's the Mm -hmm. main way to play this game unfortunately that's so hard you know for 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 me but if you're not if you're not if you don't have a group that you always play games with especially like a moba like this i i feel like a lot of people just use the matchmaking and you're kind of you're at the mercy of your team so yeah yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I do find it interesting that they're doing this tournament three days before the mobile version launches. And it kind of almost feels like it's an advertisement for the mobile version. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. It, it's kind of a very strategic, it feels very strategic. So that's Puts interesting. it out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for our news this week. This brings us to the top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Minecraft. Which I just, it stuns me that this game is still in the top 10. It's crazy. It's bonkers to me. And then in second place, we have Among Us. How is that still here? And then in third place, we still have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in the top 10. And then we still have Stardew Valley at number four. 
Yeah, it's, it's like, like this is the top 10 from away. two years ago. And then in fifth, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it doesn't end. Oh, it does get mixed up a little bit in the, the final five. And six, we have Cooking Simulator. Seventh is Quake. Eighth, No More Heroes 3. Ninth, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And then in 10th, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> just rounding it all out. I'm bummed. I almost picked up Cooking Simulator. And then... Because of the sale. You know, yeah, because of the sales, yeah. two dollars. I was I was gonna grab it, and uh, it's funny because I you know mentioned on the podcast, don't forget about it, and then I forgot about you it. You forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, but that makes sense that it's in the top ten again. I mean, the sale was it was two dollars. It was a great sale. Yeah, I'm sure it'll go on sale again. Just don't yeah. forget about it next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did have a bunch of new games in the top thirty. Um, you may have mentioned these last week, but I'm gonna kind of go through them again. Um, for in twelfth place, we have Splunky two. In nineteenth in nineteenth place we have just regular Spelunky, and at twenty fourth we had Sonic Colors Ultimate Digital Deluxe, and then in twenty fifth we have Baldo the Guardian Owls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one that I mentioned I I, I can't remember if I mentioned Sonic because that was that's pre order. Um, mm-hmm. Splunky wasn't in the top thirty. Splunky two had made it into okay. the top thirty last week, but Splunky's now up there as well. Which mm, those are both supposed to be great. I have not played them myself, but I've heard great things about them, so I'm excited to see them doing well. Yeah, especially because they've been around for so long too. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to see them doing well on the Switch. So now we're getting to new releases that we're into this week, and I actually have the very first check, and we just mentioned it. It's Sonic Colors Ultimate. I have not played this when it first came out, um, and I'm excited to try it. I've always been a Sonic fan. This is now out for $39.99. It's going to be September 7th it's released. This is going to have upscaled visuals, additional features, a new game mode, and enhanced gameplay. I've heard, though, that if you've played and owned the original uh, and it, it, you may not need this. They said that if you like the idea of having it mobile, you know, on your Switch and you can bring it with you, great. Then, then it might be something worth considering. But if you own it and it's, you know, and it's sitting on your console, which is already hooked up, you you probably don't need this new version. But for somebody like me that has never played it, I'm excited to potentially get this. Thirty nine ninety nine doesn't seem like a bad price for something that's re released, especially with some of these upgrades. Um, Mm. so I'm excited. They do have a pre-order bonus. If you do pre-order it before September 7th, you get the Sonic movie boost, which harness all the power of Sonic from the hit movie and gain an exclusive electric boost and aura. I I don't really know what that means. (laughs) That is, but okay. Uh, So I guess, you know, any electric boost and aura that you can get, why not? And then you will also get exclusive player icons. So you can stand out from the crowd with your own exclusive player icons. So I'm assuming there's some sort of multiplayer aspect to it, or I don't know. I don't even know what that's in reference to, to be honest with you. But all in all, I have always been a Sonic fan. So when I saw that this one was coming out, I thought, why not give this a check? Yeah. And also, I mean, it's a Sonic game. Any Sonic game I've heard is good. So... Well, yeah. I don't know if all I don't know if all Sonic games are good, but I think that I guess I just mean it's like it's a big name. So yes, the fact yes, that yes. it's a big name coming to the Switch is a big deal. Yeah. Sonic Colors, I think, for the majority is is well received. Uh the next game I have checked, it's not necessarily something I plan to pick up, but it did look 
decent compared to a lot of the games on the list this week. There are a lot of them, and then some of them are rough. Um, this is coming out September 9th. It's called Ultra Age for $30. It's a high-speed sword-swinging action game set in the far future, and it follows the story of a young warrior named Age. Uh, you use your blades to cut through robotic and mutant foes, explore futuristic local areas, and unravel a vast conspiracy concerning the fate of the planet. Uh, basically, you're this character, you get a really cool, crazy set of swords that mutate and change, and you kill things. Uh, <laughs> it's also coming to Steam and PlayStation, but their release dates were uh, TBA. Um, but it's coming to Switch on the 9th. Cool. Very cool. It did look nice. Visually looks nice. I don't know what there is beyond that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, the I was story watching, sounds interesting, but they don't really show any of that in the trailer. They don't explain yeah. any of that. It's literally just showing the sword mutating. And it's like, whoa, look at this sword. It's crazy. Yeah. Kind of like Final Fantasy sword. And then you yeah. kill things. And they That's don't really say there's any story. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, yeah. where's the story? It's just some dude kind of chopping things up but i didn't see anything else like i just think it's a bad trailer i thought the yeah. visuals of it looked nice but the that trailer was, was showcasing just that and it was kind mm -hmm. of made it, i need a little bit more <laughs> to be interested yeah and that's what happened so i watched the i was like well this looks well done and then mm -hmm. i read the i read the description i said okay well maybe you know it sounds like there might be a story anything that has yeah. some kind of conspiracy I'm interested in. So I figured I'd put a check just in case there are people who do like those kind of like crazy sword games. Um, yeah. You might want to check it out. Also coming out on September 9th is Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites for $20. This is a remastered 2D hack and slash adventure, which was originally released in 2011. Now, I used to like uh the blood rain games the movie not so much but there was a couple of blood <laughs> rain games i never actually heard of blood rain betrayal it kind of takes a uh, a different a different uh direction than the blood rain games the the first blood rain games were very similar to like a i don't know like a tomb raider game third style. person yeah third person yeah and mm -hmm. uh they, they were fine you know in the in the time it was you're sort of playing as like this this vampire attacking Germans or something. I, I don't really remember. It's been so long now, but it, it kind of it was like an underworld, right? Really tough, cool vampire chick. But mm -hmm. in this one, the Brimstone Society has summoned rain for one last mission, and you're actually going up against your own father. So, okay, that's cool. And it takes the, the it looks like Castlevania. That's why I gave mm -hmm. this a check. It looks very, it's a, sort of an animated side-scrolling Castlevania game. And from what I've read about it, it is extremely difficult, sort of old school, difficult, frustrating you're gonna mm. have a tough time with this one type game they did add in some different difficulty settings so you could probably adjust that which i think is probably good but overall i i thought yeah this looks interesting i'm gonna give this a check for 20 bucks why not if it goes on sale i may pick it up i always liked blood rain in the past see now knowing that it's like a vampire kind of themed game i appreciate the name fresh fresh bites <laughs> yeah yeah fresh bites <clears throat> Uh, the next game I have checked, at first I was very skeptical about this, but then looking more into it, I thought, oh, you know what? This could be kind of cute and kind of fun. Uh, it's called Luna's Fishing Garden. It's for $8, also coming out on the 9th. Um, it's a short, cozy fishing and building game. 
Uh, you catch fish, you trade them, you create the garden of your dreams by planting trees, placing objects in the water, and bringing animals to the area, the archipelago. Uh, it has a very similar fishing mechanic from Stardew Valley, and there are elements of the interface, like the UI, that look very similar. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like a, a Stardew Valley spinoff almost. But this game is a 2D side-scroller. Um, like I said, you can customize and clean up the, the archipelago, the areas, the water. You get to trade with a big black wolf spirit and get to help other fish spirits. Um, it's also available on Steam for the same price, but it was actually released earlier on Steam. So it was released on June 16th. It has very positive reviews. And one of the reviews said that um, it only took a few. It's only a few hours long, but it's wholesome, relaxing and compelling. So if you put wholesome in a review, I'm probably going to get the game. Mm. <laughs> uh, so just wanted to put a check down. This one I thought was kind of cute. All right. I think it looks like Stardew Valley is going to be etched into our gravestone because i feel like that's the majority of the games now are it looks like stardew valley so yeah typically that's all i need honestly when it when somebody (laughs) says oh it looks it's like stardew valley okay i'm listening yeah but it's it's interesting because i was thinking about this too how once in a while there's a game that comes out and it just kind of changes without realizing it in the moment but like years later, you're like, wow, this has made such an impact on gaming. Minecraft is one of those. And I think you know, Stardew sure. Valley has definitely been one of those games, which is yeah, crazy because they're indie. They started out as indie games, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. Just kind of a, a, a neat thing to think about. And there's a lot of games that, you know, Stardew Valley was inspired by. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, it makes sense that games are now inspired by Stardew Valley. And I and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that anytime a game is able to be inspired by something else that does an amazing job, then, you know, hopefully those games are also uh, adding something and kind of building on something that's already existing. And yeah, uh, I don't know I don't if a fishing garden is going to be changing the world anytime soon, but <laughs> yeah, well, it looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. It does look cute. I think I'm still very excited for last week. I mentioned monster uh, monster uh, harvest. I think it's called. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for that one. That that's one I'm, I said looks like stardew valley mixed with pokemon which is definitely another a combination i'm okay with and mm-hmm. i believe it's on sale right now for 20 percent off so i've i already mm-hmm. ordered that i picked it up it, it should be i don't know when i'm actually going to get around to playing it but i wanted to i want to have that it sounds like something mm-hmm. i'm, I'm going to really enjoy the next game that i'm excited for is residual for 20 dollars. it's a new breed of survival platformer The story goes that in a forgotten galaxy full of strange planets, you crash land on one with an ancient mystery, craft tools and mining devices, hostile biological life, and more stand between the Voyager and survival. I like survival games. I like all of this Mm -hmm. crafting stuff. This one seemed like an interesting game to me. If you are somebody that really enjoyed Terraria, I think you would probably at least want to look into Residual because it seems similar, I will say, at least Visually, it seems very similar. Um, but yeah, I, I I liked what I saw. I liked what I read. Have to give it a check for 20 bucks. And then the last game that we both have checked is called Dice Legacy for $20. Dice Legacy is a dice-based survival city builder set on a mysterious ring world. So if you think of Halo and that world, it's it's kind of like that. It's kind of like you're, you're on a game board that's a big ring. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, your ship has reached the shore of an uncharted continent Roll and use your dice to gather resources, expand and defend your settlement, survive the winter, and interact with the strange inhabitants of this eerie world. 
Um, so it's kind of like Settlers of Catan in a way, but just dice based, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the trailer for this a few times uh, and it was enough to make it. It was enough to make me want to look into it further. I think it looks very interesting. We we loved Tharsis, uh, and that yeah. was kind of a sleeper. And this kind of reminded me of Tharsis, especially with the dice and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, why not? I I mean, I, I for some reason I haven't like a, a I I'm I'm attracted to and gravitate towards sort of digital board games, and this kind of feels like that to me. So <laughs> I gave it a check. We'll see what happens with it. Maybe some reviews will pop out or we can get an early copy of it and try it out. And uh, and then we'll give a review. Mm-hmm. That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. So what are you playing, Christina? Well, while I was away, I didn't turn on my Switch once. <laughs> I didn't turn what? on my Switch for basically a whole month. <laughs> I know. Who am I? Um, but it was just so busy and I get car sick really easily. So I had this yeah. plan. I was going to play Skyrim on the road. You know, you're going to be driving for 14 hours. And then when we drove to Minnesota, it was another eight hours. So it's just like, yeah, I'll have plenty of time to play games. Nope. I get sick so fast and so easily. So I didn't play at all, but I did turn on Skyrim last night thinking I was only going to play for like half an hour just to kind of get used to the controls again. Nope. I played for about three and a half hours. Um, oh, I was very tired this morning. <laughs> But it's like, so, you know, in Witcher, how you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this quest and then I'll stop for a while. And then you start doing that quest. And then there's like a mini quest on the way, which turns into a series of other mini quests that lead to other quests. That's kind of what happened last night. It was like, oh, this here's a fort. Oh, there's people I can kill. Let me see if I can get a couple headshots and yada, yada. And Mm -hmm. it just turned into three and a half hours. Um, Such a good game. I played it. I started, but. How how far out are you, would you say? Like, is this something where you still have 200 hours left? Are you an hour left? I think what, what is left in the game for you? However long you want it to be, basically. Oh, okay. It's one of those <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's just like The Witcher. I mean, you could spend forever just playing that game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Skyrim's exactly the same. Like, last night, I mean, I, I played quite a bit of the game. I'm probably at the point where I played about as much as I did previously. Oh, okay. But just That's last nice. night... I went on this ship and I went to a whole other island that I didn't even know. Like, basically, I went to Morrowind. And so I'm not in Skyrim anymore. I'm in Morrowind. And I'm like, is this DLC? This feels like DLC. What is this place? And it's such a difficult area. In the the Switch version? I don't think so. But I think it was in the original game, but it just feels like DLC. It feels like this whole other part to the game. I'm like, oh my gosh, this game is bigger than I thought. And it's like a whole different, yeah, there's like all these different plants there and everything. And I'm going around, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's clams. Oh my gosh, there's pearl oysters. I can harvest pearls? What do pearls do? And like, I'm trying to eat all these ingredients now to see what new potions I can make. And it's it's just, it's it's a wild ride. As you can see, I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool because, so just to give you a quick kind of idea of the area I'm at right now. So in Skyrim, I am basically attacked by these people who were hired to kill me and they were these cultists and it's funny because the mask that they wear i was able to get and so i've been basically running around skyrim wearing this random cultist mask that looks like a weird melted skull it looks really Mm. cool so i'm basically part of this cult that i know nothing about and now i have this quest to go and figure out what this cult is who sent them to kill me what what's going on so i get to this boat who is responsible for bringing the people to skyrim And he brings me to this island. And on this island, there's people who are like brainwashed by this person that sent these cultists to kill me. So they're building something. And there are some people in the city that I'm currently at that 
um, they're interested in what's going on, but they're not brainwashed. They're not part of what's happening. But then mm. there's people who are just basically chanting this thing over and over again, building something and you don't know what they're building. Um, and it's interesting because the whole island is basically covered in ash. So they have these things called ashiums and they have to use magic to try to, to try to grow all of their food. It's just the lore of this is very interesting to me. And I got really sucked into the story last night and I didn't want to stop. Um, nice. But it, it's just, it's very mysterious right now. And I've never gotten so sucked into a story in Skyrim until now. So we'll see where it goes, but it seems very interesting. Cool. Yeah. And then just before the podcast before i started recording we realized that journey to the savage planet was 60 percent off so i picked that up for like 12 dollars. <laughs> yeah that's not bad at all yeah yeah it's a really good deal so and and i think you resent me the trailer recently because you were thinking about playing it and we were talking about it and it's just it's such a quirky game i'm so excited to play it so yeah i'm happy i have it yeah that that's one of my i i already own it and i am excited to play it as well <laughs> but i yeah I jumped into Fire Emblem um, and mm -hmm. that's because because the last handful of games I've played have all had that survival exploration vibe to them. So I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I've had Fire Emblem since it came out and haven't, you know, jumped into it because I knew it was sort of a bigger game and more involved. So once I got done with Witcher and all those, I decided to fire this up instead and kind of go in that direction. And I've been that's what I've been playing this week. I haven't really mm -hmm. played too much Pokemon Unite. I've, when I had time, I jumped into Fire Emblem and I've been working on that. Uh, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm starting to kind of understand finally, like six chapters in, seven chapters in, how oh, the relationship mechanics are working. And I I do feel like I'm. I think I've got the gist of it, but I also s constantly feel like I don't have the gist of it because it seems like, am I doing the right choice right now? Should I be mm. doing something else? Should I be cultivating a relationship with somebody else because I want them on my team? There's just a lot. And it I do like it's really open-ended. Well, you can do, yeah. I mean, you can, you could, I guess, I guess you could play the game and not have anybody join your school. You know what I mean? But mm. um, sometimes I wish... Like this is one of those games you almost want to play while being able to sit at a computer because you want to research things. I like to, yeah. you know, have an idea of okay, this character's got great magic skills and this person's a great archer. So who do I want on my team? Oh, so then you're questioning like, oh, maybe did I did I level the right class or did I focus on the right thing? And you're just kind of unsure. Yeah, and in my mind, yeah. the hierarchy is that you want to be able to get each person that's on your team to the best class for them at the highest level. That's the mm -hmm. way I'm thinking about it. And then getting people on your team is secondary because everybody seems to be good. It's just how good. There's people that mm -hmm. are really, really, really good. And then there's people that are just, yeah, they're good. You know, I don't think there's any bad characters in Fire. I don't think anybody is a complete turd. Yeah, so it's all just kind of figuring out what your strategy is going to be for the long game and then focusing on that one thing or, or yeah. the yeah. few things. Yeah, okay. It's really cool. There's a lot to it, but I'm really enjoying it. I think I think there's a lot to it if you want there to be a lot to it, which I like games like that. You don't have to go crazy, but if you choose to, um, then it's there and it's available. And I think that's the fun part of it. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, it sounds it sounds like it's pretty complicated, but <laughs> at it, least it might I, be too complicated for me. But <laughs> no, I don't think it's too complicated for anybody. I just think sometimes yeah. I make it more complicated because in my okay. mind, you're overanalyzing I want, things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing it. 
you know, if I miss something or screw something just up, have so fun. Bad. Yeah, yeah. There's, I can't. There's only so much you can do. I, I mean, it's not like the game's going to make you fail. It's just I think there's probably a, a you can play it or you can play it really well, and yeah, so be it. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. On that note, if you would like to write us then you can feel free to do that. You go to nintendodispatch.com, hit that contact button. If you want to watch us, you can go over to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. If you want to chat with us, you can head over to at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter or Discord, where we have a link to that on our website. And uh, feel free to shoot us a message and let us know what you think of Fire Emblem or Skyrim. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.